Hey, it's host of the Hunting Guy podcast, Jeff Fuller. I have a wonderful business called Soggy Acres Retrievers. It's what got me into the outdoors. We did a TV show for nine years called Sporting Dog Adventures on our dogs. If you are ever looking for a Labrador Retriever puppy training or a place to board your dog, please check us out at SoggyAcres.com. Remember, everyone deserves a Soggy Dog. Hey, welcome to the Hunting Guy podcast. Today, our show is about my son, Cole Fuller. Cole passed away at the age of 17, and some of my most memorable times with Cole were in the outdoors. And there's a lesson to be learned from that. You need to get your kids outside. It gives you one-on-one time. It also gives you time when you don't have a phone in your hand, you don't have obligations, and it's all about spending time with your son or your daughter. That can obviously go for any family but uh, we're talking about uh, kids in general here. And I wanted to talk about some of the most fond memories I had with Cole in the field. Cole was a energetic kid that was larger than life. He had a personality that was magnetic. He could walk in a room at two years old and everyone wanted to to touch baby Cole. He could walk in the room the room at 14 years old and everyone wanted to talk to him. He just had it, whatever it is. And when we would do filming on camera, he had that as well. The camera loved Cole. People, when we traveled, would love talking to Cole. And I have so many fond memories of him. And I still remember two hunts in specific. The first hunt was a big game hunt where we had just bought a property that we turned into Soggy Acres Signature Lodge. For a while, we ran our property as a lodge because we were filming. We were hosting uh, large outdoor companies there and some clients there. But I will still remember our first deer hunt that we did on the property. I traveled a lot, so we didn't have time to go early. This was a hunt where Cole and I went out on an archery hunt, not having any expectations. It was, I believe it was October 30th. We went out to the field. We had good camera pictures of lots of deer, didn't know what to expect. And we just decided, you know what, we'll go out in an afternoon hunt, see how we do. Cole and I went out. We didn't see any deer until right before dark, and then everything just exploded. We had deer running everywhere. We had a really nice split brow, 12 point buck come into range. I stopped it with a meh, gave it the mouth call, stopped the deer, cold shot. I'm filming it. I didn't screw up the camera work, which that's a whole nother thing. Big game. I screwed up more kill shots with deer and my kids because I was more worried about being a dad than being a, uh, being a camera guy. And uh, on this on this instance, the camera work was perfect. His shot was perfect. The deer ran off. We went after dark. Well, actually, thinking about that. So when you do filming, you always film your, I'm going to aim, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to take the, tr- the, the safety off. That's always done after the fact, unless you have multiple cameras set up. So in this instance, we did our lead up to the hunt, lead up to the shoot, all of those things that you would see on camera where it looks like it's happening in real time, and then did a small interview after the fact of what happened, how it went, 
We get done talking, we're focused, we're in a ground blind, we get done speaking, and we look out, and now there's a really nice eight-point buck that is 10 yards from us feeding. It was such a neat hunt because we had just great action, and, and it just it just all happened at once. So that deer leaves, we go out, we can't find the, the arrow because we were shooting on a flat shoot. It, it was, you know, you're in a ground blind, so the arrow went into the farm field. Did find some blood, decided we'd wait. I still remember we went back. I had my Wisconsin t-shirt on because the Badgers were playing Nebraska. They won. Go Badgers. I remember going back, eating dinner. I still recall Cole telling me and thanking me on camera for taking him on a hunt and getting the biggest deer he would ever get in his life. He also, it was just very sweet. A lot of the stuff he said never made it onto the actual episode because with an episode, you only have a condensed amount of time. But we had a nice dinner. It was the longest dinner either of us have ever had. And then we took out my dog, Lucy, and we used her as a tracking dog. By this time, my son Clayton was up as well. Clayton was Cole's older brother, or Clayton is Cole's older brother. Clayton now is running camera. We took Lucy out on her very first track. Lucy was a chocolate Labrador retriever. Had never taken her on a real track, had worked with her in training, but this was a real track. Went out, we recovered the deer. It only went, oh, probably 75 yards. Recovered the deer. I still remember when we found that deer, I hugged that boy so tight because I was so happy that I think I almost broke every one of his ribs. It was just, it was that moment when you have everything come together in the outdoors. It was such a wonderful time. And it was just, it was just a hunt that I, it's seared in my memory. It's my favorite episode uh, that, that I've had. And it is, I believe it's called Wisconsin Swamp Bucks. It's on our YouTube channel. It's on the different platforms that are out there that have our show. But it was something that is a memory that I have of Cole. I still have that picture of Cole, myself, and the dog. It's kind of neat because it looks like you have an after effect on it from Instagram or some type of an editing. But it was actually just a flashlight on us taking the photo. And it's something that I hold dear and ended up in later years taking Callahan's first really nice buck with me. Uh, Callahan and I both shot the buck uh, in the same in the same food plot. That was Cal's first time out archery hunting. Just it, it felt even when Cal and I shot that deer that Cole was with us. So it was it was a family affair. We had you know his older brother. We had Cole. We had one of our dogs, and just it was a neat hunt. The other hunt I remember with Cole was an upland hunt where we went to Kansas. Now, when we had our upland upland TV shows, our upland episodes during our show, they would always have the kids along. Those were always shows that I would take the kids along because we were sponsored by a state. We were out there. We were filming. We wanted to convey to people, hey, this is something you could take the whole family to do. It's a family-friendly location. And it was it, it always was just wonderful. We were at Ringneck Ranch in Kansas. This was the last hunt that I filmed with Cole where we weren't at our house or in our home state of Wisconsin. Had all three of my boys there. And the fun of that was I had Callahan who was helping me run dogs because he was too young to shoot. And I had Clayton and Cole who were teenagers 
I don't know if people realize how much trash we talk in our family, but I would always tell the kids before every hunt, hey, don't suck, don't miss. And we would banter back and forth in the field. And on this hunt, I was on the sidelines. I was actually over on the left wing. They were in the middle and they were just knocking the birds down. The birds could hardly get off the ground before they would knock them down. And the banter with them, talking trash to each other, talking trash to me because I wasn't shooting any birds. It was just such a fun trip, such a fun event that it, it is, again, another one as they were growing older, they're coming to coming of age, they're becoming safe in the field. Well, they are safe in the field. That's why they're running by themselves. But they're becoming competent in the field, I guess would be the best way to put it, where they're actually hitting birds. They're making the shots they should make and making some shots that were even difficult shots for adults, but watching them and seeing them as they've grown up on TV and becoming hunters in their own right. So that was just a wonderful, wonderful hunt and something that I will always treasure as far as uh, being out in the field. So those are two of the favorite hunts. Next up, I want to talk about the lessons that I've learned uh, about having a TV show and taking kids in the field. And then after that, we'll have my final message on my son, Cole. All that and more coming up after this. Podcasts have become increasingly popular over the past few years, and I want to thank you for choosing the Hunt and Guy podcast. If you can, please give us a five-star rating, thumbs up, follow it on whatever platform you're on, and above all, share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. God bless. Our vehicles are everything to our family. We use them for our business, we hunt, and we just enjoy getting around and seeing our great country. We buy Everything from Boucher Automotive in Janesville. From Ram to Ford to my son even bought a used Chevy truck, they have a knowledgeable staff, they give you great deals, and they stand behind their products. Please check out frankbouchercrysler.net or gordyboucherford.com. Boucher, they ride with you every mile. Welcome back to the show. Again, the important message is take your kids out hunting. Spend time with them in the field. If you don't hunt, just take them out in the outdoors. Put your phones away, disconnect, and just enjoy your time in the field with them. I know many people are more worried about what they get when they are out in the field. I will tell you that of anything, having a TV show and having my kids involved made it where we had youth involvement. So I don't want to say I was forced to do things with them, but because you're filming, you do far more things in the field. We had successes that many saw. We had failures that almost nobody saw. And it was frustrating at times because you've got kids in the field and you're not getting the results you would if you were by yourself. It's hard enough to film a hunt when you have a camera and so much going on, but it's even harder when you have a youngster in the, in the blind with you, whether it's a duck blind, deer blind, or you're upland hunting. The lessons that I learned were just that these are memories that I can never give back. As a parent, I still look back on things and think, if I wouldn't have had a TV show... I could have been a better parent with my boys. But at the same time, the TV show was part of our parenting. It's part of our growing up. 
And Sporting Dog Adventures let me learn with the kids in the field how to be a father, how to spend time with them. I know that sounds bad. Maybe I'll get criticism of that. But you're with them and you're trying to help them succeed. You are in a position that you maybe wouldn't have been in because you don't have that amount of time. There aren't many people that got to hunt as much as I did with my kids. Probably zero. And it was something where we learned together how to, I guess, be a team in the field. And these are memories I can never, I, I will never have to give up. They're memories I always have. The cool part for me is having had a TV show and having my son on the TV show, having all three of my boys on the TV show, I have, I guess, part of their childhood that will never be erased. I can always go back and watch it. Still difficult for me to go back and watch, but it is something that I cherish because when I feel the need, I can go back and just watch my kids back when they were younger. So get your kids out in the field, spend time with them. You'll never, ever be disappointed when you look back having this time with them. Again, you're not going to have the successes you you you, you want you're not going to have the successes as far as hunting on a level where, where you're going to succeed, I guess, with what people consider quote-unquote success with bagging game. But you will have things that no one can ever take of you, and that is memories. Take lots of pictures. I know one of the things that I asked for for Christmas this year is a photo album, which who has photo albums anymore? We all stuff on our phone. We all have... Uh, stuff in clouds, different here and there. I wanted a photo album that I can put our hunts, not from all around the country, but hunts that were from just our hunting property so that we can look back on it from year to year and we can think about how much fun we had. So we can look, you know, 20 years ago, gosh, look at what we had, give each other crap for, uh, missing or for 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 having a bad season or for even my kids will probably be picking on me for being old but looking back on those things that we have those memories share that time with your kids have those memories so that's it for this part of the show the last segment of the show is going to be all about mental health all that and more coming up after this Preparation is the key to the outdoors. Mech Outdoors has a great line of metallic and shot shell reloading so you can set up your rounds the way you like. It's also a lot of fun to do with the kids. They have a wonderful clay target shooting machine that you can set up on your property and you won't get that dirty look from your dog or your kids if you miss a bird like I have in the past. Please check out mechoutdoors.com. Hey, this is Jeff Fuller from the Hunting Guy Podcast. If you are looking for a really cool idea, there is a crate company called DCT Kennels. They are at dctkennels.com. They actually make you a crate for your dog that is actually a piece of furniture. It is high quality, they're veteran owned, and they're made right here in the USA. Please check them out. I know we have two and we love them. Welcome back to the final segment of Hunt Guy Podcast for today. And the last part I wanted to talk about is mental health. Many people are struggling. 
it is, if we want to talk about a pandemic in our society, mental health is a pandemic. It is something that not a certain percentage of our society struggles with. We all struggle with it. I think we will be a better place when in a room of 100 people, we can say, have you ever had disturbing mental health thoughts for yourself where you're struggling and really having problems? And we can all raise our hand. I know I have throughout life. There have been different times when I've just been as low as low can be. But I will tell you that having kids, having a son who took his life, which Cole did, you will never feel lower than feeling like you didn't do enough. This is something I struggle with. I talk about it because I realize that not enough people do. I bear my soul, my failures in losing my son because I want others to understand that this is not something you ever want to deal with. This is like the, uh, the, the Bill Murray movie Groundhog Day. It is something that every day you wake up and you ask the question, why? No matter if it's your kids, which makes it that much harder, or a friend, there's always that question of why. But as a parent, I will tell you, you don't want to have that question of why. Talk to your kids. But talking also means hearing what they say. You're going to listen and hear what they say. You're going to understand that even something you think is not a big deal could be for them. And you're going to put out of your mind that it can't be your kid. That is something that is so common with people that have lost someone to mental health, to suicide, that you look and say, I never thought it would be my son. That's something I live with every day. It's something you don't want to have to say to yourself that you've lost a child, loved one, a friend, and feel like you didn't do enough. I will tell you that you always will. I will tell you that as a young man, we were brought up that suicide was a failure of that person, that it was selfish, and it couldn't be farther from the truth. Having watched my son Cole as he began to struggle, it was frustrating. It was heartbreaking. You put up walls to try to protect yourself from the situation. You try to get help. You spend money. So much goes into it, but ultimately, no matter how much you have tried, you still feel like you failed. I have said that part of Cole's legacy is that I will not sit back and not talk about it and not try to help others. So, pardon my obvious emotion in my voice, but it's something that even though it's been several years, it is still something that is so difficult to talk to, talk about. Cole on Sunday would be 20 years old. He would be in college. Gosh, that kid was such a good athlete. He would uh, probably be playing college football. And he was just vibrant and full of life. It would have been fun to see where he's at. 
He's, he's spending his birthday in heaven. We lost Cole at 17. It's, it's a tough age. And the, the sad part is, <clears throat> I was very open with this on social media, and I had many kids from their high school and friends of Cole that would reach out to me about how they were struggling as well. We got Hope Squads, which is a, an organization that puts teaches the kids how to get their friends' help into three different high schools. Now that's led to the whole Walworth County, our whole county, hopefully putting those Hope Squads into our schools. But it is, I, I think parents would be shocked with how much their kids are struggling because too often we're stuck in a bubble. A lot of that bubble is created by smartphones and social media and just busy lives. But again, talk to your kids. Take the time, talk to them, and hear what they say. Again, listen to them, but hear what they say. So I know this is probably a little heavy for a hunting podcast, but again, it is something where if I have a platform, I will constantly talk about this and try to help others. So I hope you guys enjoy today's show. Again, my son's birthday is Sunday. To honor Cole's birthday, please talk to your kids. That's all I ask. Everyone have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening and God bless.